You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right, I'm going to pray and we're going to get going today. All right, well, Father, we thank you for another broadcast. We thank you for this topic of minding our mindset. We thank you that we can mind our mindset, Father, because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We have the fruit of the Spirit inside of us because Jesus is inside of us, God, and we have the fruit of self-control. We have the ability to partner with you, Father, to think on things that are lovely and pure and of good report. Father, we have the grace of the Holy Spirit to enlighten the eyes of our understanding so that we can know the hope of our calling and we can we can see things from your perspective. We can see the unseen, Lord, and live from that reality. We can walk by faith and not by just our physical sight, Father. You've created us for exploit. You've created us to do good works. Uh, and you've predestined us, Father, to live a good life, a life that you've prearranged and made ready for us to year to live. And Father, you said that our faith becomes effectual as we acknowledge all of the good things that are in us in Christ Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that the entire kingdom is inside of us in Christ Jesus. We lack nothing. Father, all that heaven contains has already been lavished upon us. And so, Father, get us in agreement. Get us into agreement with what you're doing, with what you're speaking. Uh, help us be led by the Spirit, Father, so that we can uh, glorify Jesus through our lives and fulfill our destiny and do the same works that Jesus did and even greater works, Father. You have called us to operate supernaturally, to dominate the seen realm. And I thank you, Father, that you've equipped us to be victorious in every situation. You always cause us to triumph. And today is the day of salvation. So, Father, we just enter into that place of victory today, Father. We enter into our inheritance in Christ and all of the things that Jesus finished when he declared it's finished. And we remind ourselves, Father, that you are more than able to finish the good work that you've begun in us and bring it to completion. So we just yield to what you're speaking today, Father. We yield to what you want to do through this broadcast. I say, speak through me today, Father. Think your thoughts through my mind. I yield as a living sacrifice. And I thank you that this is a word in due season for every single listener, Father. And we give you praise. We give you all of the glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. So awesome, you guys. We are kicking off part two of this series on minding your mindset. And I just want to take a minute here right up front and say that this is such an important topic. You know, as the mind goes, the man follows, right? And what that means is, is that our thoughts and what's happening in our inner world really are a determining factor, the determining factor on how, what we experience in our external world, right? Our perception and our perspectives are everything. You know, just as a simple example of this, I had been talking, I believe it was in the last broadcast, my goodness, I've been talking about this topic so much, sometimes I forget where I share it, but you know, when, when we are seated in heavenly places in Christ, you know, we can see things from a higher perspective. We can see things not from the perspective of just the present moment trapped in time, but we can see things from God's perspective and God sees the end from the beginning. 
And you guys, so many times when we don't have our mindset connected to heaven's mindset and the perspective of the father, we will walk in the deception. We will walk in the deception that our destinies are not fulfilled or the promises of God that we are standing for uh, don't already exist. We'll think lack is, is true instead of just an illusion. We'll, we'll think of ourselves out of a natural mindset, out of just, you know, the idea that we're just a mere human being rather than the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in us. So it is very important that we uh, we realize that naturally, natural thinking is not going to lead to supernatural results. If we want supernatural results in our lives, then we need to tap into supernatural thinking. We need to tap into the mindset of Jesus and we need to be connected to what the father is doing. What the heck is he, he doing right now? What the heck is he saying right now? What is the Holy Spirit leading us to do day in and day out? This is a way of life. This is a way of, of being. And every single day when we wake up, we need to wake up to heaven's reality within us, to heaven's reality around us, so that we can dominate. We can dominate whatever circumstances we may find ourselves in with the reality of heaven. And so this is just a really, really important topic because if our minds aren't uh, you know, thinking correctly, then we won't have we won't have the right actions. We won't make the right decisions. We'll make decisions out of an emotional state, out of fear, out of whatever the circumstances may dictate to us. We'll actually look to be led by circumstances rather than the spirit. And I find this over and over again with people, you know, because we're not hearing God, because we're not thinking with the mind of Christ, it's like we're, we're stumbling through our circumstances. And I say this all the time. I say, God can lead us through anything. It doesn't matter what storm we find ourselves in. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. What matters is, are we connected to the one who created all things really just with words? because we are here to dominate the scene realm. We are here to operate as sons of God in union with Jesus, who are co-creators in this realm. And we have a responsibility as those that are the body of Christ to be connected to the head and speak whatever the head is speaking so that heaven's plans and purposes, not only for our lives, but for all of the people that we find ourselves in relationship, can actually manifest. So whether that's someone that's needing healing, whether that's a financial miracle, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, believing God for our kids or for our workplaces or for our friends, for our family, you guys, there is a, a reality that is, although it's invisible, is absolutely real. And so minding our mindset is about being spiritually minded. It's about living from that place where life and peace are, are not only our inheritance, but our, 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 our state. It's, it's, it's in our emotional state. It's our mindset. And when we walk in that place of peace, when we walk in that place of connection and abiding with Jesus, nothing becomes impossible for us. All things are possible if we can believe and we have been connected to the ultimate believer, which is Jesus. He has the faith that we need in every situation. And even faith comes as a gift when we hear him. 
because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema, hearing by the word of God. And so I just want to encourage you guys today that we do not have to live as victims of our internal world. In fact, we can dominate our internal world. And I want to kick off today in a little bit of a different direction than I did last time. And I want to go to a scripture that I really have been, um, I, I've been, I've been really using the scriptures. I've been coaching people lately because so many times we don't realize the power of our words, you know, and we don't realize that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, but death and life are in the power of our tongues, guys. And if we don't like what we see in the physical realm, then we need to recognize that we have the capacity to change it. And we change it the same way that God created everything by having an inner vision, right? God had an inner vision for everything that we see. And he spoke it into existence with his words. And I think sometimes that we forget that as, as those who have been recreated in Christ, we have been recreated absolutely in the image of God. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. And so that means that we need to operate like God. We need to let the abundance of our heart be filled with the abundance of heaven so that the abundance of heaven is what we're speaking. Because a good man brings forth good things, good treasures out of the treasures that are in his heart. And so I just want to remind us today, I'm going to go to a scripture in James, in James chapter three, that talks about the power um, of our of our speech to shift anything. Um, it has the power to shift our mindsets specifically is what I want to talk about. Because, you know, many times if we're going to live out of the abundance of our heart, meaning we're going to live out of the invisible reality that's within us, we need to recognize that we have control over the, 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 the reality that we're living from that we do not just get to, you know, we just don't have to think any old thought just because it pops into our head. You know, 60,000 thoughts are gonna pop into our head today. The question is how many of those 60,000 thoughts are coming from the mind of Christ and coming from our heart, coming from the invisible realm of the spirit that is within us. And how many of those thoughts are just coming from bad programming and uh, just the ways that the, the, the world system has taught us to think. Um, so I want to start with this scripture and then we're going to we're going to jump off here a little bit. And I'm reading out of the voice translation and we'll just kind of uh, read this a little bit. So in James 3, 1, it says, my brothers and sisters do not encourage, I do not encourage a, a large number of you to become teachers because teachers will be held to a higher standard. It says that we all stumble along the way. If a, if a person never speaks hurtful words or shouts in anger or profanity, then he has achieved perfection. The one who can control his tongue can also control the rest of his body. Let me read that last part again. The one who can control his tongue can also control the rest of his body. So this right here is telling you that our tongue has the power to control our body. It has the power to control our minds. Our minds and our, our brains are a part of our body, right? So if we have, if we want to operate in self-control of our body and our thoughts and our minds, then we need to recognize that it starts with our words. 
and our words come out of our heart. And so we need to fill our hearts with the truth, with good things. In verse three, it says this, it's like when we place a metal bit into a horse's mouth to ride it. We can control its entire body with the slightest movement of our hands. Verse four, have you ever seen a massive ship sailing effortlessly across the water? Despite its immense size and the fact that it is propelled by mighty winds, a small rudder directs the ship in any direction the pilot chooses. It's just the same with our tongues. It's a small muscle capable of marvelous undertakings. Okay, so these are beautiful analogies of the power of our speech to control our life, to control our bodies to control our minds, right? And truthfully create something that maybe in the natural realm doesn't exist right now, but it starts with bridling our tongue. It starts with recognizing even this truth. How many of us wake up every day and think, oh man, the miracle I need is in my mouth. Oh gosh, I can control the seen realm with my words. Oh gosh, I can control my finances with my words. I can control my health with my words. I can speak heaven's reality over any situation. You know, this morning I actually just exercised this principle and this is a very simple, kind of ridiculous example, but I'm just gonna share it because this is the second time I've done this and I, 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 let me just share the, the story, right? So how many of you ever wash in your washing machine heavy things and it gets unbalanced, right? Well, we have this washing machine right now that I, I, it's super annoying that every single time I wash our bathroom rugs or I wash something that is, has a little bit of weight to it, this sucker, you know, it sounds like the washing machine is just gonna explode as it's going through the spin cycle. And then when I open it up, the stuff hasn't, hasn't, it's not like dry enough to put in the dryer. So then I put it on like the spin cycle again, you know, not the whole rewash. I just put it on the spin cycle and I, you know, rearrange everything and I try to get it to go. And you guys, I have had some rugs in my washing machine for over 24 hours because I kept hitting the spin button, rearranging, hit the spin button, rearranging 24 hours. I must have ran that spin cycle. I'm not kidding. 10, 12 times. And so this morning I get up and the thing is still so, so, uh, soaking wet and I'm like, okay, enough. All right. So I rearranged it again. I put the spin cycle and I laid my hands on that washer and I said, in the name of Jesus, you are going to spin dry. I'm done with this. And so you are going to work right now in Jesus name. And you know what? I hit that spin cycle and I stood there. It's a, like a 15 minute cycle. And you can tell in about the first five minutes whether it's going to work or not. So I stood there with my hands on it. And I said, you spin in Jesus name. You be balanced in Jesus name. And do you know, guess what happened? It spun through its cycle just perfectly. Now, I did this again, maybe like a month ago. And I, again, same scenario, laid my hands on the washing machine. I spoke to it in Jesus name and the exact same results happened. It is such a simple example of what I'm speaking right now, but how many times, I guess, cause I let that thing run 12 times before I finally did it, you know, decided we're gonna do this supernaturally. And my question is how many things are we tolerating in our lives, even just something as annoying as a spin cycle on a washing machine, 
because we are operating out of the natural mind. We are operating out of victimhood, kind of, if you want to be honest about it, where we're a victim to whatever circumstance we find ourselves in. And we just are just constantly kind of go, the ones going in circles with the same results. Just because we haven't bridled our tongue, just because we have not recognized when we wake up in the morning, we have to wake up. We have to declare some things and we need to take dominion over some things. Right here, it says that we, it's some beautiful analogies that we control a horse by controlling its tongue. Right, that we control a massive ship, even though the winds and the circumstances are going crazy with a small little rudder that's on the ship. And you guys, this is a very powerful principle. And we do not have to tolerate mindsets that are not peaceful. We don't have to tolerate things in our lives because we are creative by our very nature. And I feel like I've been doing a lot of teaching lately on the power of our tongue. And I know it's just the Holy Spirit because there are some things in our lives that need to shift. There are some circumstances in our lives that need to change. There are some mountains that need to move out of our way, some hindrances in our lives, some manifestations of, of, of things that frankly we probably have spoken or we subconsciously have been meditating on that we just are, are tolerating. And guys, it is time to go on the offense because the kingdom of God is expanding. What Jesus did on the cross has been finished for thousands of years at this point. And all that's left for us to do is manifest it. And the idea that we can control things with our thoughts, with our mouths, is a revolutionary concept. This is the truth, you guys. And so many times what I see believers doing is that they are praying prayers for God to do something when he has given you the name of Jesus for you to execute something. And so it's time to stop being passive. It's time to stop tolerating these spin cycles in our lives. And let's lay our hands on some things and let's command some things to move in Jesus' name. You know, and this is one of the things that um, gosh, I feel like there's so much resistance to this revelation in the body of Christ because, you know, people have tried it and it hasn't worked. But here's the thing. It works if you believe it. And so we need to recognize that if it's not working, that doesn't mean that it's not true. It means that we need to believe it. And what we're believing, we need to make sure that we know what we're believing, right? We're not believing anything really except the power of the name of Jesus. We're believing in who Jesus is when we speak his name. And we here's the truth. If Jesus was in our circumstances right now, we would, we would have faith to go, well, Jesus could change this. Jesus could speak to this storm. Jesus could speak to the sickness. Jesus could speak to this lack. And, and it would be completely transformed. So it's not that we don't have faith in Jesus. We just haven't really thought about, probably, the fact that when we speak Jesus, that's Jesus moving. It's not having faith in your faith. It's not having faith in yourself in a, in, from a human perspective. No, it's, it's faith in Jesus Christ to move anything, to change anything, to heal anything, to manifest anything. And... So you have faith. I know that you have faith because I know that you believe that if Jesus was there, it would change. So just get yourself out of the way, 
right? It's not about you. It's about who you are in Christ. And as Jesus is, so are you in this world. And when Jesus said, you'll do the same things that I do and even greater things, he meant it. He's not a liar. And the way that you're going to do it is the same way that he did it, right? So let's go over to Mark eleven twenty three 23, and let's look at what it says, okay? And Mark eleven twenty three, and Mark really eleven twenty four too. both of those scriptures. I'm going to just stay in the voice translation. Hopefully it'll translate well. It says this, it says, verse 22, trust in God, right? Another one says, have faith in God. There's other translations that really in verse 22 even do a better job. It says, have the faith of God, which is the actual right translation of verse 22. It says, if you do, okay, if you do what? Have the faith of God. If you trust in God, if you trust in the name of Jesus, if you have the faith that, of, that God has, right? That his words create, that, his, that our words create. If you believe the Bible, okay? It's as if you do, honestly, you can say to this mountain, mountain, uproot yourself and throw yourself into the sea. If you don't doubt, but trust that what you say will take place, then it will happen, okay? And so in verse 24, it says, so listen to what I'm saying. Whatever you pray for, ask from God. Believe that you receive it and you will, right? So as I sat over that washing machine this morning, which is hilarious that I'm using this example, you guys, but the truth is I just expected it to work. I just saw it. I looked at it and I just, in, in my spirit's eye, I just saw it balanced and spinning. It has a clear um, lid over it so I can see it while it's spinning. And I just saw it spinning the way it was supposed to spin. So here's the secret. When you are speaking over something, you need to see what you say. You need to, you need to use your eyes of faith to see the creative power coming out of your mouth to transform that situation. You see it done, right? And that mindset of just understanding the power of your words and understanding that when you are speaking to something that you need to see it done, is the way that faith works. It's the way the mind of God functions because God only speaks what he wants. He didn't come out on the day of creation and go, oh my gosh, it's so dark out here. It's so void out here. What are we going to do? This is a really serious situation. Uh-oh. You know? No, he just, he did he had a different way of seeing the circumstances. He didn't see the darkness and the void per se. I'm not saying that he was denying it was there. I mean, it's described in the, in, in, in the scripture. So obviously the description of what was there wasn't, he wasn't like he was just in you know denial of it. What he was in denial of is that this, is, this has anything to do with what I'm about to create. You guys, your past has nothing to do with the future that you create. Where you are today in your life has nothing to do with what is possible for today and the next day and the next day or the next day. You can turn any situation around. You can transform any situation. It doesn't matter how long you've been sick. The woman with blood, the woman with the issue of blood had been sick for 12 years. She touched Jesus's garment and was healed in an instant, right? I mean, it, it, it's not about how long something has been out of order. It's not about the fact that that washing machine had been going around for 12 different cycles. It was when I decided, okay, this is enough. I'm taking dominion over this. I'm tired of this. I got more laundry to do. I'm not gonna sit here another day and let this thing just continue to do this. 
I'm going to take dominion over it, right? I know testimonies of people that have laid hands on their cars when their batteries were dead and they started. You guys, I've told you testimonies about my rug. I mean, I've told you how just little, these are practical things. This is such a small thing, but it's a wonderful picture of how if it will work for a washing machine, if it will work for a car, it'll work for anything, right? I've shared my testimony of how I came out of, you know, having a diagnosis of, of bipolar disorder by changing my words. I stopped saying I was crazy. I stopped saying I was depressed. I stopped saying, I stopped calling things as though they, as they were. And I started calling things that be not as though they were. Right, I started speaking things that I desired, speaking things that were in line with the truth. And if we're honest, you guys, we are many times dominated by the sense realm, right? We wake up in our natural mindset. We think of ourselves as mere human beings. We check how we're doing by our emotions and we make a decision, you know, or is this gonna be a good day or is this gonna be a bad day based upon the way that we feel physically or we feel emotionally that day. Right. And it doesn't many times it doesn't even occur to us that we need to get up and create our day. We need to command our day in the name of Jesus. We need to command our destiny. We need to command the things in our lives that we've been tolerating, whether that's I mean, the one that's coming to my mind right now is debt. You guys, how many of us, you know, just sit in the mindset that, oh, I'm just always going to be in debt. I'm always going to have this debt. Or we have this, this mindset of, oh, what God's called me to do is too expensive. I could never afford what God's called me to do. Or people that want to come into Emerge and they say, oh, well, I can never afford that or whatever. Well, you guys saying that I can't afford that is creating that I can't afford that. So we need to X that language out of our mindset. We need to we need to say what God says, right? My God supplies all the needs of my needs according to my to His riches and glory. We need to say it's impossible for me to run out. My cups run runs over. I'm in union with Jesus. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. This dog continues to bark. Hey, Bo. Bo. Sorry. Now I'm now yelling at my dog in the middle of the of the podcast. I need to speak to that dog in Jesus' name, don't I? Hey, Bo. Bo in Jesus' name, stop barking. Let me just take dominion over his barking right now. So, but this is real life, right? I mean, real things happen in the middle of your podcast. Real things happen in the middle of your life. And we need to stop thinking that we have no control or we have no dominion over the, the scene realm, right? And it starts in our mindset. Because you know what happened before I spoke to that washing machine? I had a new thought. I had a new thought. I said, you know what? This is enough. I'm done with the spin cycle. I'm gonna I'm gonna take dominion over this washing machine right now. <laughs> and guess what happened? I had a shift in my mindset. I remembered, oh yeah, I don't have to sit here and wait on this thing. And then my my behavior shifted. You guys, our thoughts are so, so very important. And so what I'm going to recommend that you guys do is we need to probably create some reminders, right? We need to maybe set some alarms on our phone or we need to have some scriptures on our mirror in the mornings to say, remember, you're a supernatural being. You're not a victim to anything. Uh, there are miracles in your mouth. You are one with Jesus. You need to remember who you are today, Shalise. You need to remember the truth that you are not under anything. You are here to dominate. You are here to co-create with Jesus. You are here to, to uh, spend your inheritance in Christ. And so speak, sister. 
speak, <laughs> you know, like we tell dogs, speak. I just told mine to be quiet. But the thing is, we have to get our minds into the place where we are thinking with the mind of Christ, where we are thinking supernaturally. And you guys, I just want to say, what can we create? What is possible if we give ourselves permission to create something? You know, what is possible for just this year? What is possible for this month? What is possible for our lives if we begin to speak the things that belong to us in Christ and operate out of a place of dominion? What is actually possible? What? How, how can your life be completely different this year? How can you... Uh, fulfill more of your purpose this year? How can you be a blessing to the people that you are in relationship with this year, right? We, 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 and I just want to say this again, because I really feel the Holy Spirit on this, this truth, right? We are tolerating things and it is time to get out of the, the, the defense mode and get into the offensive mode. And let's see what we can actually do. Let's see. Let's practice. Let's get into the habit. You guys, let's, let's break the habit of just, you know, speaking what we see all the time. And let's create a new habit of speaking the things that you can't see so that we can see them, right? And, you know, I, I lived the majority of my life not realizing that this was a true principle. And... The truth is most people, sadly, even our Christian friends, most people do not operate out of this reality. You know what we do? We call each other and we talk about our problems. You know, I'm, we may pray about it, but are we, when we pray about it, are we taking authority over it? And then we take authority over it. Are we seeing it finished? And are we continuing to align our words with what we have spoken? You know, I remember this testimony years ago that I would hear Bill Winston share about him and Veronica. And this was when God called them down to, he, he was called down to, to go to ORU. And they didn't have jobs, they didn't have money. They were just fulfilling, you know, the call of God on their lives. And that Bill felt led to go to ORU. And when they got there, it was in, I don't even know exactly when it was, but it was not a good time for the economy. Right. And a lot of people are talking right now about how this is not a good time for the economy. Have you seen the grocery prices? How are we going to afford this? How are we going to afford that? So, you know, what are we doing? We're speaking, you know, brokenness over our life. We're speaking lack. I don't know if I can do that, you know, over our lives. But they got down to ORU and Veronica needed a job. And you know what? They said there's not jobs, right? She called employment agencies and called these different places. And they said, yeah, no one's hiring. There's not jobs. But it doesn't matter if anyone's hiring. It doesn't matter if there aren't any jobs. You know what happened? <laughs> they got out a little four by six card and they wrote down, according to Mark eleven twenty four, whatsoever things you desire in prayer, believe you receive them and you shall have them. So they mind their desires. They like, okay, what do we want in a job? And Veronica was like, well, I want a company car. We need a car. I need a corner office. I want an office with a window. I don't think she said corner. I think she said office with a window. Um, I'd like it to be within like 15 minutes of our house. You know, and she just started to list out the things that she wanted in the job. And then you know what they did? They put their hands on that little card. They touched and agreed. And they said, okay, we've got our job. And they just began to thank God for the job and begin to see the job, see her, in, see her in her job every single day, right? And then somebody, I don't know how long it was, maybe a week or so came by and said, oh, hey, Veronica, how's that job search going? You got a job yet? And, and, and the truth is in the natural, she didn't have a job. 
But she didn't say that. She said, yeah, I've got it. I've got the job. And they said, where is it? And, you know, asking like, where'd you get your job? And she said, I don't know, but I've got it. Right. And so that is such a key. Because when we start to speak something, there's going to be an opportunity guaranteed for you to change what you're speaking, for you to come off the, 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 the truth that it is, it is done, right? And so you can't change what you're speaking just because it maybe it hasn't happened yet. You can't change what you're speaking just because the doctor's report doesn't yet align with what the scripture says, that by his stripes I'm healed. Right? No, you stick with it. And how long do you stick with it? You stick with it until it comes. You stick with it until it manifests. You thank God for it until it actually appears. And you don't let anything in the natural realm uh, get you off of it. Right? You don't look at the wind and the waves. You look at Jesus. You stay in the name of Jesus. You stay in the truth of what is real. And you guys, we need to recognize the desires in our hearts are inspired these are inspired from the Lord, dreaming and desire. It's a tree of life. You guys, this is how we manifest heaven. God leads us through our desires. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart. You guys, I was just actually journaling about this. I think it was on Sunday. And I ran across something so powerful, right? In John 15, this is from the, the mirror translation. And when you look at the mirror translation in John 15, um, you know, that's the whole scripture, um, not just the mirror translation, but John 15 is, is about abiding in the vine, right? And when you get down to John 15, verse 7, I want to read to you what it says in the mirror translation. It was so powerful. Listen to this phrase. The very first thing it says is, my words find voice in you. Oh my goodness. Could we just meditate on that for like 10 years? Let me say it again. My words find voice in you. Oh my goodness. How? Through our union with God. His words. We have the voice. We have the audible connection. We have frequency and sound that is coming out in the seen realm that give voice to God. Now let me let me just keep reading this. It says with with your abiding in me and my words abiding in you, a conversation is inspired. Listen to this where you will request that which arises in your desire from our union, and it shall come to pass for you. You guys, this scripture is worth looking up. It's the mirror translation. I tell you guys, get the mirror app on your phone. No, I do not get a commission from Francis Dutrois, but I should probably, because I'm always preaching out of it and I'm always recommending it. But I'm gonna read this again. And then I'm gonna go to verse eight, because it's so powerful. My words find voice in you. With your abiding in me and my words abiding in you, a conversation is inspired. Today, I had an inspired conversation with my washing machine. <laughs> I had an inspired conversation with the rug one time too. And so when we, when we have his words in our, in, in, in our mouths and when we are in union with him, we have an inspired conversation with the seen realm, you guys. And it says where you will request that which arises in your desire from our union and it will come to pass for you right there was a desire today that rose up in me about this stupid washing machine i'm sorry about this blessed washing machine let me correct myself and guess what that desire for that spin cycle to spin 
came out of my union with Jesus because I remembered who I was and I remembered, wait a second, I don't have to be under this. All right. John 15, seven is what that says. Now let's now go into verse eight. It says these union inspired desires. Oh, so good. These union inspired desires bear the very fruit that endorses the father's glory. Let me say it again. These union inspired desires bear the very fruit that endorses the father's glory. This is where true discipleship is born. Okay, John 15, 7 and 8 in the mirror translation. This is so very powerful. What it's saying is, is that when you have that desire, right? The desire for a job, the desire to bring the father glory by having him supernaturally pay off your debt, by having the father bringing him glory by by whatever it is that's in that inspired desire that you have in your heart. Guess what? That fruit that comes out of your mouth, the fruit of our lips endorses the father's glory. And guess what? Now we're being disciples. True discipleship is giving voice and, and, and giving words to what the father, what glorifies the father. And this, this scripture is incredible. It says, when you request these things, they come to pass and many come to pass. And many times this is not about God do this. This is about speaking it in Jesus name, because when we speak it in Jesus name and we speak to mountains and we tell them to be cast into the sea, guess what happens? The mountain obeys the name of Jesus. The washing machine obeys the name of Jesus. You guys, this is so important. We need to look around and make a determination. This is who I am, right? Whether that's I am the CEO of my own company, I am a published author, I am a renowned artist, I am a life-changing uh, worship leader that carries the presence of God, right? I am a healer that is in disguise as a physical therapist. I mean, whatever your call, whatever it is you're called to do, know that you are Jesus doing it through you. And that you have his name to create supernatural results in every area of our lives. You know, I have some declarations right here on my desk, you guys. I have one. I have one right here that is for those that are called to do Emerge. I am speaking supernaturally for people every single day that are ready, ready to surrender to the call of God on their lives, ready to actually step into their purpose. You guys, I'm telling the angels, go get them because we're ready to release them. I have another one here. That is um, that I speak over my body, right? You know what? I'm living long and living strong. And so I tell my body what to do, right? I've got another one here that has to do with my inheritance in Christ. I tell my money what to do. I tell my circumstances what to do every single day. And you know what? I speak to my old nature. Let me just read a little bit of this one. It says, listen up, old nature, <laughs> old programs. I am on to you. You are not me. Even though you just, you attempt to disguise yourself as Shalice, I disassociate from you right now in Jesus name. You are not me and you are not even real. You're simply memories and programs that refuse to submit to Jesus Christ. So I put you on notice. You are no longer alive. And I tell you to stop speaking to me. Shut up in Jesus name. Mind, I'm taking control over you by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will not rule my life. 
my life is hidden in Christ and you no longer live. I believe the gospel, I speak the gospel, and I preach the gospel, not only to you mind, but to anyone and everyone who will listen, right? In Jesus name, I say, I agree with the truth. I'm a new creation in Christ. I was chosen before the world began. I'm loved, I'm forgiven. I'm and I just start to speak these things over my life. Why? Because I have a revelation that I am speech activated. And even though I speak these things over my life, guys, I mean, this is something that I have laminated here, right? It took me 24 hours to remember to speak to my washing machine, right? So I'm preaching these things and I can still forget. So this is why we're talking about it because we need to remember. And when we wake up every day, we have to connect with the truth. And it is time, you guys, right now to connect with the desires that God has put in your heart. If you have a desire to be debt free, well, guess what? That's a godly desire because you owe no man anything but to love them. If you desire to own your own home, well, guess what? You know what? God has given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. You are a joint heir with Jesus. Jesus is the lawful owner of all things. He holds the title deed to all things. So guess what? There is a house that has the title of Jesus on it that belongs to you. And it is in your mouth, right? And um, there is so much that is in our inheritance. So in our desires, you guys, this is how we connect to it. What is the vision that God has for your life? What is the vision that God has you for the connections of people in your life? What is in your heart, right? If it is in your heart to do something and it is not, you know, it's obvious that it's not, you know, you're not going to kill somebody or something, right? It's just, it's just, it's just the things that God has provided for us. It's your desire to live healthy. It's your desire to have a marriage made in heaven. It's a desire for your kids to know Jesus and, and walk in their purpose. It's a desire to, to heal the sick, right? These are desires that are in our heart and they are holy and they are God inspired. And we need to begin to speak in alignment with the truth. And so um, as I wrap it up today, I don't have much to say except to remind you that our minds can be controlled with our words. Our thoughts can be controlled with our words. And we need to not listen to the bombarding thoughts that are coming at us that say something other than what is real and true in the spirit. If it's not allowed in heaven, it's not allowed on earth. If it's not uh, permissible in the realm of, of heaven, then it should not be permissible in our lives. And I know this may seem a little extreme, but here's the truth. I bet you if they have washing machines in heaven, I bet you they aren't doing that crazy spin thing where laundry just doesn't get done. I, we probably can just speak to our laundry in heaven, which maybe we should start doing that because I tell you, I got stains out of my rug that way. But my point is, this, mad, this doesn't matter how small of an issue it is or how big of an issue it is. It doesn't matter. It's the same principle. The only reason something seems big is because there's a program in our heads that tells us it's big. And the only reason something seems small is because there's a program in our head that tells you it's small. And the truth is, all things are possible. So you guys, I want to I want to encourage you. You know what? Get your own little lamination sheets. You can re-listen to this and, and transcribe what I wrote. This is my personal declaration. I'm not ready to post it out for the world. Um, but you can take the pieces that I read 
and you can create your own because that's when it's powerful when it comes out of your own heart when you when it comes out of the programming that you're overcoming right when it when you're telling lack to leave when you're telling you know what you're unbelieving speaking that your unbelieving spouse is saved i mean whatever it looks like whatever that giant looks like you write it and you bathe it in the scripture you bathe it in you take the time to look up the scriptures take up the you know the time to look up scriptures on healing or scriptures on on finances or scriptures on peace in your relationships or you know whatever it is because i'll tell you every of the time that you invest in doing that will be a part of you getting it inside of you getting it in your heart okay so you guys no more passiveness we're going on the offense amen and I really want to hear the things that transpire because you are implementing what we're what God is speaking in this podcast. So have an amazing week, a supernatural week. Open up your mouths, speak to things in Jesus' name, and we'll see you soon. Alrighty, God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training, where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.